Good morning. Good morning. I know the, the perpetual question is, aren't there three teachers in this class? Yes, there are. There are. That's all I'm going to say about that. <coughs> um, so I want to, uh, I want to uh, go back to chapter 10, uh, and then we're going to do the resurrection of Lazarus this morning. Uh, chapter 10 um, will be where we start, but I've got some slides that I want to... Uh, I want to just go over because if you understand where you are, it will mean a lot more to you uh, as we as we go through. Uh, this is the uh, the temple, what they call the temple complex. Uh, at the time of at the time of uh, Solomon, Solomon, Melissa, and Mr. Melissa, and, Melissa, and, and Mr. Melissa. Melissa. This is Larry Green. <laughs> My good friends Melissa and Larry. They tried to sneak in. This is the, this is the, back to what I was saying before Delano. Uh, this, this is the temple complex during the time of Solomon. It was three acres. Herod the Great expanded it to 13 acres. Um, this would be, let's see, where am I? This would be the eastern slope. This is the south. This is the southern steps where, uh, you were right there, Bob. And uh, this is the Wailing Wall right here. Uh, the original temple, the original temple probably, let, let me let's see if I have a diagram of this. Okay, this is, this is, believe it or not, this is a full live model of the temple at Hebrew University. Uh, this is built, this is like tiny, but it's way bigger than this room. And it shows exactly what I want to point out. If you're standing on Mount of Olives, you're standing on the Mount of Olives. This is what's called Beautiful Gate. Yes. This is what I, I'm pretty much distracted. Uh, this is what's called Beautiful Gate. And then these gates would be open. This whole area right here. Man, I'm shaking. Why am I shaking? I'm not. It's sun This is this is the court of the Gentiles. The court of the women is here, uh, court of the men inside, and then the priests can only go beyond that wall if I can hold it still. But the, my point is, if you're standing on top of the Mount of Olives, the way Josephus would describe it, is you could see directly through beautiful gate, and if the gates were open, the court of women, you could see straight through to the holy place from the top of Mount of Olives. Why did Jesus love the Mount of Olives? Because it's cool. It's cool. Josephus also said if you cross over the Mount of Olives and looked at Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple, Christy Beth, awesome job. If you looked at Solomon's temple, it would blind you in the middle of the day because the dome was covered in solid gold. Remember when uh, Nehemiah uh, came back and rebuilt the temple? And the old men did what when they saw him? At the dedication. They did what? Why did they cry? wasn't anywhere like Solomon's temple. By the way, what's the most popular male name in Israel today? Anyway, Shlomo. Solomon. Solomon. Um, so, why did I include this? I included this to show the old temple. You see that the Al-Aqsa Mosque is more centered right here. The old temple, the Holy of Holies, would be right 
that right in that area, and the wailing wall is right here. So when you're at the wailing wall, you remember uh, uh, Judaism is all about proximity to God, because the very uh, <coughs> presence of God resides among the cherubim uh, in the Holy of Holies. So the closer you can get to that spot, there's a spot on the wall, actually, in the temple underneath that says you're at the closest spot to where the Holy of Holies would be, and there are people that pray there day and night. It's, it's amazing. Um, I, I put this up there, though. Just I want I want you to see how close this is. Here is uh, the Pool of Bethesda. Uh, here is the Pool of Shalom. Remember, we talked about Bethesda is by Sheep Gate. Uh, Sheep Gate. So this would be the working man's pool. This is the country club down here, Pool of Shalom, uh, right by Hezekiah's Tunnel. This is the Kidron Valley, also known in the Old Testament as Valley of the Kings. The Gihon Spring is where Hezekiah got the water to go into Hezekiah's tunnel to bring the water into the into there. But notice, um, beautiful gate, golden gate, sheep gate, the pinnacle of the temple. Who? What's significant about that? It's the highest place. And what happened? So I said, Jesus. Oh, Jesus was tempted there, but James got thrown off. Before James Watt died, he was thrown off the pinnacle of the temple. Um, um, yes, I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs> so this is the old city of David. Remember the Jebusites? David took the city from the Jebusites. Aruna's threshing floor. He bought it from Aruna. Remember that? Uh, and and David watched. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but. Bethany is this way. This is the Mount of Olives. See the Mount of Olives here? Um, Geshimon, Gethsemane is right at the foot of the Mount of Olives. Geshimon literally means olive press. So it was an olive press, um, and that's where Gethsemane would be. So all of this, I did all that to say this. All of this is very, very close. Bethany is two miles this way. Bethany is two miles this way. It's all close. Um, I was reading the other day, and no matter what they say, every time you read, you will learn something new. And I did. Look at um, look at John chapter five, verse fourteen. John chapter five, verse fourteen. This is the uh, whiner when Jesus healed the whiner, and. Jesus later, verse 14, later Jesus found him at the temple. That's all I want you to know. I want you to know that Jesus was at the temple. Now go to verse 28. He's kind of preaching here. And he says, don't be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and will come out. Those who have done good will rise to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. Why? Did that slap me in the face this time? This is why. This is the eastern slope. Once again, you would come out of the beautiful gate. You come down the Kidron Valley. This is the eastern slope of the Mount of Olives. Jesus is standing on the Temple Mount, and he's talking about graves. It's kind of like when he's standing in the middle of the field. He goes, grow. He uses object lessons 
so we'll understand. I'll understand. Does anybody know why all these graves are over here? It's a cemetery. It's a cemetery. It's that's probably the most expensive real estate on this planet because people are dying to get in. So, um, uh, when in Ezekiel 19, somebody might help me with this. In Ezekiel 19, when God left the temple, when he'd had enough, go read that sometime. That's fascinating. The Spirit of God left the temple. It says it went outside and it went through the eastern gate and went up to the Mount of Olives. God left. When Mashiach comes, according to Zechariah, he's going to be doing what? Zechariah 9.9. Don't quote me. Zechariah 9.9 says that he will come riding a donkey. And where is he going to come from? The east. So all Jews, any Jew that's a Jew's Jew wants to get buried right there. What? First to rise. First to rise, baby. When he, walk, when he goes that when Mashiach walks into Jerusalem as Jesus did in the trial when he goes down that deal all these people think they're coming out of the grave uh, just more pictures of it by the way there's a tomb see that little deal right there the spiral deal that was built by the crusaders but it's built over a spot literally that tradition has it that's Absalom's tomb yes Gonna go there. Gonna go there. Hang on, let's see. So what they do is they're crypts. They're, they're crypts. Where they put a body in there and then that so those would be family plots. Uh, they they put a body uh, Oscar Schindler was buried here. Uh, so they they put a they put a um, body in there and then let's see if I got another picture of it. Yeah, right here. This is right at the Mount of These are Oshawa. That's exactly right. So after a year, I don't know if it's ceremonial, I don't know, but they take the body out and stuff all the bones in these little boxes. This is actually the place where they found the ossuary that said James, brother of the Lord. Yeah, so the, those little things then are stuffed in caves, and that's a family cave, and that's what they did. Any questions? All right, so back to, back to here. Um, well, just note that Bethany is that far. That's just what I want to, want to say about that. Let's look at chapter 2. <clears throat> okay. Um, I want to go back to uh, verse 14 just to get in context. If you don't mind. I'm the good shepherd. I know the sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know, I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have, no, I have other sheep that are not of this flock, talking about us. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. The reason the Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. Who killed Jesus? Who killed Jesus? No one. He laid it down. John will tell you he gave up his spirit. The Roman Empire were purely dudes. The Jewish hierarchy were purely dudes in the whole thing. 
Randall, can this yeah. one uh, aspect also point to the fact that there may be other, uh, in your opinion, other uh, societies or things or something that have people on them? I've often wondered that one part where it said, I have other sheep. Just wondered if that meant just, does that mean deer or does that mean? Uh, I think, I, 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 I'm not willing to go other planets. I think, I think it's on that. I think it's on that. So that's, yeah, that's the whole fight from there on, Acts, it's, it's the fight. Um, at these words, okay, uh, at these words, the Jews were divided again. Many of them said, he's demon-possessed, he's raving mad, why listen to him? And others said, they are not the sayings of a possessed man, a demon. How could a demon open the eyes of the blind? So once again, John would say, they were divided. Then came the Feast of Dedication. Two months had just passed between that last conversation and this conversation. We're at Hanukkah in Jerusalem. It was winter. Jesus was walking in the temple area uh, by Solomon's colonnade. It's a, it's a uh, covered area on top of the wall. And the Jews gathered around him saying, how long are you going to keep the fence suspense? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you. But you didn't believe the miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my flock. My sheep listen to my voice. Okay, what's the sheep's job? Eat. Eat? Okay. You know, if you put a sheep in this classroom, he won't veer 10 feet from where you put him. He'll eat all the grass until there's no more grass. That's why the shepherd has to continually keep leading the sheep so he doesn't kill grass. They're not smart. They're not smart. The sheep's job, listen to his voice. Listen to your shepherd. Only way you're going to survive is listen to your shepherd. <clears throat> I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. I love that part. If you think about it, our faith, our salvation, doesn't depend on one whit on us. It depends on the grasp and the hold that Jesus has on your life. That's it. If you are willing to let him hold you. That's, that's your faith. That's your salvation. <clears throat> my Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, the Jews, it, my Bible says, picked up stones, literally fetched stones. They went and got some stones to stone them. I've shown you a great many miracles from the Father, but which one of these do you stone me? We're not stoning you for the miracle. Jesus, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. I'm often just amazed at the number of big-time academics that deny the divinity of Jesus. I am a good man, but I'm not going. You know, I'm not going to go there. These Jews got it. This guy's claiming to be God. That's why they wanted to stone him. 
Jesus said to them, Is it not written in your law? This is kind of cryptic, but I, I want to kind of explain. This is, it is not written in your law, I have said you are God's Elohim. If, if you go and read, first of all, this is found in Psalms 86. Okay? So the first thing I want you to see is uh, the Jewish Bible is made up of three different parts. Collectively, they're known as the Tanakh. Okay? The first one is Torah. Torah is the first five books of the Old Testament. Okay? The Pharisees accepted Torah. The Sadducees accepted Torah. The Sadducees don't accept anything beyond Torah. Why? They don't believe in the afterlife, but they just don't... The reason they don't believe in the afterlife is because they don't accept anything beyond the first five books. They don't think they're real. Okay? So... That's why they're so sad, you see. Okay. Uh, the, the Tanakh is the Tanakh is the Nevium. The Nevium, and the Nevium is the pro, the, the uh, prophets, the judges, all of those writings come under the Nevium. So there's Torah, there's Nevium, and there's the Ketvium. The Ketvium are the wisdom writings. The wisdom writings. Now, you may disagree with this, but in my opinion, as God was writing this. They're meeting in Janus, the rabbis, and they're trying to decide what's going to go in their canon. The Old Testament canon was not codified until about 250, somewhere, somewhere in that range, uh, A.D. And they're still debating what's in, what's out. This is how Enoch and Maccabees and all that missed out. Okay, They, they got voted against. They got blackballed. But they're debating whether the wisdom writings should be a part of this. Notice what Jesus said. He says... It is written in your law. He equates the Psalms, the wisdom writings, with law. That's impressive. That's impressive. If he called them gods, them being the judges, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture can't be broken, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world. You see Jesus' logic? He's saying, you guys are okay with calling the judges gods. Why? Because they spoke God's word. To use John, I am God's word. And you don't believe me. That's a wild moment. Wow. <clears throat> Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy when I said I'm God's son? Do not believe me unless I do what the Father does. But if I do it, even though you do not believe, believe the evidence and the miracles that you may learn and understand. The Father is in me, and I'm in the Father. Throw the rock. Again they tried to seize him, but he escaped the grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptized in the early days. Let's see if we can find that. Um, yeah, okay, so um, so Jerusalem, Bethany, he went back to Bethany beyond the Jordan. That's where he went. He escaped and crossed the Jordan thinking he would be safe. Why is Jesus running? Why does he not just stay in Jerusalem? It's not time, but what? But what's the stated reason? 
They're hacking. They're trying to kill him. There's a cherub again. He's been kicked out of the temple. Everybody knows it. Anybody who associates, they kicked the blind man out. He, he healed last week. You can't come back to the temple. You're done. You're over. Out of Jewish society, you might as well move. So Jesus is back to Bethany beyond the Jordan. And notice what he says there. Where John had been baptized in the early days. Here he stayed, and many people came to him. And they said, you know, John never performed one miraculous sign. But everything John said about this guy is true. And at that place, many people believed in Jesus. All right, so now, chapter 11, we get to uh, Lazarus. And this, this whole thing, if you read it in context, it almost seems staged. It's just too perfect. Um, for that reason, a lot of academics would not, would, they poo-poo John totally because of this. This is the only place this is found. Lazarus is the last of Jesus' miracles. The last thing he's going to do. Um, there are lots of reasons for that. Um, let, let me just give you. Let me just tell you one that I think is plausible. After Jesus dies, Lazarus is still alive. You're going to see what happens to Lazarus in a minute. In a minute. Actually, you're not. That's next week. Look at twelve. Uh, twelve. Uh, verse 9, chapter 12. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but to see Lazarus. They came not only to see Jesus, but to see Lazarus. Can you imagine? Uh, let's go to that Jesus guy. The guy who raised from the dead. Let's go check him out. They want to go see Lazarus. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. So on the account of him, many Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in To say the least, after Lazarus is resurrected, he's a popular guy. And uh, I don't know if that had an effect on the synoptics, not including this miracle. They may have not wanted to get Lazarus killed. There's two other instances where Jesus raised the dead person. Uh, the widow of Nain's son and Jairus' daughter. Uh, let me just go ahead and make that point. Those didn't upset Jesus. He didn't cry. He didn't He's God. Chapter 11. Now there was a man named Lazarus, and he was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. Bethany literally means house of the poor. So this is not room. This is not room. <clears throat> this Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, John whispers in our ear, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet for hair. So the next chapter that John wanted you to know is to tell the story. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. And by the way, that word there is philanthropy. Your, your brother, the brother we love, that you after him, he's sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory. So that God's Son may be glorified in it. It's the exact same thing he said about the man born blind. It's not going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. This is going to turn out for God's glory. Jesus loved, I don't know why he did this, but this is agape. He loved Martha and her sister. Agape is the kind of love that you owe me. We owe one another for God's 
Jesus loved Martha and her sister and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Now just think about that. Why did he do that? I heard there was a Jewish tradition that they believe that in front of the or whatnot, that it takes three days to get in well, that's true. Let, let me, let, I'll let you mention that just a minute when we're hovering over the body. But we're not hovering over the body right now. We're, he's sick. He's sick. And Jesus heals sick people all the time. If I, if I get the message that, I, that James Angus is sick, I'm coming to help you if I've got anything to do about it. So I don't Why did he do that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's it. Let's, get, let's keep going. That's part of it. <clears throat> oh, I'm, glad, uh, I'm lost. Verse 7. Then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But Robbie, a short time ago the Jews tried to, Jews tried to stone you. And now you, look at this, notice this. This is great. And now you are going back there? Notice what it doesn't say. Notice they're, they're trying to stone you back there. We're not going back there with you. You're going back there by yourself. Have fun. <laughs> Are there not 12 hours of daylight? This is cryptic. Are there 12 hours of daylight? A man who walks by the day will not stumble, for he sees the world's light. And when he walks by night, he stumbles, for he has no light. I have absolutely no idea what that means. Uh, I've read a ton of commentaries, and it makes me laugh because... <laughs> The joke is, when angels need a laugh, they read commentaries. <laughs> so I have no idea. I'm not even going to say, Josh, you want to go there? Huh? You want to go there on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I've always wanted you to put me in the academy, and you guys don't want me in. <laughs> um, I'm lost again. Um, verse 11. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. Motif of misunderstanding here. Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Whispers in our ear. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. I just love that comment. Um, so then he told them plainly, Hey, doofuses, Lazarus is dead. <laughs> Yet for your sake, so that you may believe, I'm glad I was not there. But let's go to him. And then Thomas, who is introduced to the Gospel of John, he's a modern player, but says some of the most profound things. you got to love Thomas. Thomas, his name literally in Greek is Didymus, which means a twin. Twin. He may have looked like Jesus. Maybe that's why they called him twin. I don't know. But Thomas says, well, let's just go so that we can all die with it. You just got to see the hilarious. This is hilarious. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been dead in the tomb for four days. James, Jewish, Jewish, tradition, Jewish tradition says, uh, they believe that the spirit would hover over the body for at least three days before the possibility of going to come back. After three days, they were dead, and then go ahead and prepare to be buried. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So John makes it a point to tell us 
Lazarus has been inside the tomb for four days. Now that didn't even include it. So he died and they all grieved for a little bit and they went and they embalmed him and they put him in the tomb and then they shut the door of the tomb and it's four days later. I'm sorry? Uh, they, do, they do whatever they do. Just like they did with Jesus. Uh, uh, it's probably not like Egyptian bombs. Yeah, it's probably not like Egyptian bombs. Remember they brought spices? And they anointed the body, they washed the body, and they anointed it? That's what they did. That's, yeah, that, 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 that was a bad choice. One, one time recently when I was reading through this, one of the last times I was reading through it, something that really struck me was the phrase, this sickness shall not end in death. Because if, if someone's just like a, a casual reader sees that and they're like, oh, Jesus was wrong because he died. But that wasn't the end of the story. And I think that's a, a neat message of hope. You know, like, there's, there's more to it. I, I think there's way more to it. I think that uh, that phrase I had not thought about, but that phrase fits into what I'm going to say in just a minute. What was he doing those two days? He's waiting. I think he's praying to the Father. I think he's saying, I'm going to let, I'm going to let Lazarus go somewhere that I'm, I wouldn't let normal people go. Something's going to happen. I need you on my side, Father. I need you to do what I'm getting ready to do. But Jairus' daughter, what, how, do you, uh, how do you cure Jairus' daughter? He prayed, but what did he do first? Well, that's the way he spoke in the What I'm saying is, he healed the woman with the issue of blood at first right. on his way to, to the house. Yeah. Um, Here's what he did he sent everybody out of the room. Oh. It was just him and the little girl. He came walking down the stairs. He's not going to do that here. Watch out. <clears throat> um, on his arrival, Jesus found Lazarus been in the tomb for four days. Bethany is less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, and Mary stayed at home. Now, Martha is the one. I'm sorry. Yeah, but but how do we identify Martha? She's the doer. She's the worker. She's the busy bee. She's the going around. That's Martha. Mary's the one contemplated. Mary's the one that sat at Jesus' feet. Martha goes out to meet him because she's got a bone. That's it. That's exactly right. Martha said, "If you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask." Jesus said, your brother's going to rise again. I know he'll rise on the last day in the resurrection. Jesus said, and go to me, whether or not he meant it or not, I'm not sure. But he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister inside and said, 
and she and he's asking for you. Mary heard this. She got up and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still the place where Martha was. When the Jews who had been with Mary went in the house comforting her, they noticed how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn him. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Both sisters said the exact same thing. We know. We've seen you do it time and time again. If you had been here. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved and troubled. That word... It's it's the same word as a horse snorting. He lost it. Jesus lost it. Um, Come and see, they replied. And Jesus wept. Now, um, he knows what what he's going to do. But he loves Lazarus. I think this is part of what Hebrews says when it says he was tempted in all ways like us. He experienced every emotion we experience. Um, Del and I were debating uh, Josh's use of the word sympathy this morning. Because in Hebrews it, it uh, talks about uh, we have a we have a high priest who is sympathetic, uh, not one. It, in the in the Greek it's uh, sympathane as opposed to metriopathane. Jesus totally gets it. He totally sympathizes with us. I'm not going to do all that right now. That would seem to like Martha held out her initial statement that then you could still do this. Well, I, I mean, absolutely. It sounds like that's what she's saying is, hey, I get this, but I know what you can do if you want to. Right. I agree. Is there a sense here being God? The emotion of sorrow over man's condition, too. I think that death, death, right. he created us to be immortal. Right. And we brought mortality on ourselves through sin. So he, he, he's, he's, a, he's severely affected by this. Right. Richard? How old? Old <laughs> 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 and uh, I heard Dr. speak uh, on that, that one scripture, Lord, if you've been here, my brother wouldn't have died. He introduced me that, that one time, six, three hours. And how many times do we say that? When, when we had a rent. If I'd only left five minutes early, or if I'd only missed that part, or if I don't, it's, it's, it's on. It's on. Um, I, I, want to, I want to note here that the way I interpret this word uh, cry, um, uh, he doesn't use kleo, which is the common word for cry. He uses the word etakrisane, um, um, which I think means it's almost like remember that uh, that uh, commercial where it showed the old Indian guy, where we're all polluting the planet. And the old Indian has the tear falling. I don't think he loses it, but he's he's crying. He's visibly upset. 
And the Jews said, see how he loved him? And some of them said, could he, he, he who opened the eyes of the blind man not have kept this man from dying? Jesus once more moved deeply, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across it. I'm saying this is my chance to show you what it looks like. That's not it. This is, this is a, 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 a cave with a stone, and that's a trough down in the front of it. And they literally can roll the stone to cover the trough. Here's another one. This one, <laughs> this one you're on the side of the road, and your guy says, oh, one of the best examples of tombs is be on your left coming up, okay? Take a big picture! Uh, I get the guardrail. That's good. Okay. All over I mean, it's Israel is a solid rock. What kind of rock is this? They're just hanging stuff up, baby. They cut a well out. They cut a tunnel out. They cut. A tunnel. I, I don't. I don't think no. it's easy. I think those little Jews, when they get right on it, man, they just stay there. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is another one. This is another one in the walls. I'm, I'm telling you, you've never been in Hezekiah's tunnel, dude. I'm telling you, they're little Jews that cut that. Thing. Um, but this is another one, and somebody, the trough is down there, but somebody stole the stone. They stole the stone. The stone's gone. I don't know how many. This is thousands of years. Somebody made a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> I did something bad there. Get out of Okay, how much time? Um, I have five minutes, right? Five minutes. Okay. All right. Where's Dr. Thomas? Well, he always taught me to turn that off when I talk. People don't focus on that, they focus on what you're saying. I have, a, I, have, I have a real appreciation for the fact that all my teachers are in here. So. <laughs> um, They're so disappointed. <laughs> That's not what Jimmy has told me many times. I'm really proud of your speaking ability. I don't know that you know what you're talking about. Thought you wouldn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> there. Uh, okay. So, so they took. Oh, wait. A minute. I'm back at uh, verse 39. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man. By this time, literally, he stinketh. Said the King James. He stinketh. He's been in there for four days. How many times have you been driving down the road and you go past where a skunk has died or where a, a uh, deer's been hit, and you get that scent in your car, and you go, oh my goodness. I remember we were coaching baseball at uh, Brentwood Academy, and we were kind of in a running battle with the man next door who had horses. He had horses, and so he was upset that we played baseball games too long into the night. So before the season began, one of his old horses died within 30 feet of home plate, and he left that sucker there the half the season. We had to pay. We had to pay to move the horse because people wouldn't come to our game. It was horrible. He stinketh. Verse 40. Did I not tell you? you okay, we're laughing. You need to get serious. Did I not tell you that you were you to see the glory of God? And they took away the stone, and Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. N.T. Wright says, that's key. They rolled away the stone, and instead of everybody going, Jesus said, Father, I 
thank you that you've heard me. What was he doing the two days that he was waiting on that? He was saying, I'm going to do something. I don't think Lazarus stinks. I don't think there's a stink. That's I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Frankly, I'm willing to risk my life coming back to this area so that these people will understand me. When he said this, he called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out. His hands and his feet were wrapped in strips of linen, linen, and a cloth was around his face. But you could see through the cloth there was a huge smile. Doesn't say that, that's me. <laughs> and Jesus said, unloose, take off the cloths. Therefore, many of the Jews had come to visit Mary and seen what Jesus did put their faith in him. And some went to the Pharisees and said, oh, those are wonderful people. They went to the Pharisees and told him what Jesus had done. I'm really upset. I don't think I know. <laughs> then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. The 70 plus 1. What are we accomplishing? Here's a man performing miraculous signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will put their trust in him. And then the Romans will come away and take both our place, that's Hamakim, our place, the temple, and our nation. We don't want that to happen. Then one of them spoke up named Caiaphas. Uh, you, you all know the rest of the story. Caiaphas had prophesied that year that it would be better for one person to die. The point I want to make is, it's not just one person. It's not just one person. After Jesus, they let Lazarus live, obviously, for a little while longer, but after Jesus, it was Stephen. Notice the extent where it went. And then Paul was working on behalf of Pharisees and the chief priests, and he was going to Syria, Damascus, 120 miles from Jerusalem, to do what? To kill people. Man, we get messed up sometimes. Any questions? Next week, adios.